Hello and welcome to Four Spikes. As always, I'm your host, Jonathan, along with my co-host, Greg. Hey. Hey. Uh, so, it's just us this week. We usually have guests on, but it's actually a very special episode we have for our listeners today. And today we are going into episode number 18, and this one is pretty much going to cover Grand Prix Denver, which Greg uh, fortunately got to attend. And we are basically just going to hit all of the notes with that, and Greg had a great time. Um, let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it. I haven't gotten the full coverage of these, and I'm sure our listeners yeah, want to hear Yeah, I've kind of kept it on lockdown with, with most, of, uh, most of my friends because uh, I wanted to... Uh, have the have the live and uncut version here, and then nice. clean up details later. Nice, yeah, and you know, you gave a couple teasers on the Facebook updates. You gave a couple little announcements, but as I saw, you're holding the cards pretty close to your chest, so that's good. And I'm sure they're going to want to hear about it. Um, so let's start at the very beginning. You actually got there. You got there Friday. Yeah, Friday Friday morning. Um, um, Owen and I flew out of um, Milwaukee on the same flight. Um, and, uh, Jarrett, um, a recent, uh, fan favorite <laughs> of our, of our podcast, um, uh, Jarrett flew out of, um, O'Hare, um, well, he was intention, he was intending on leaving like two or three hours before us, but then he actually, um, he got kicked off of it, he got bumped off of his plane, which he originally thought was going to actually suck. But he ended up only flying out a couple hours later. So rather than flying out like six or seven a.m., he ended up flying at like you know eight or nine. Um, and then uh, he got like a huge comp, which was a pretty awesome thing. So he just got he got like two hundred fifty dollars cash off of wow. his um, like three hundred and something dollar flying ticket. So yeah, he he ended up flying to and back from from Denver for dirt cheap. Um, which, I mean, for, for, for Jarrett, Jarrett's, uh, Jarrett looks at these bigger trips as a, um, as more, more as, as a, you know, as a, as a judge, he's, he's going as a volunteer, he's looking to work and experience the fun of the event while he's A, working and B, like after he clocks out. Um, so he, he, like, he's there kind of as a job, but also like enjoying the hell out of it. Whereas I'm going as like a pure vacation, um, going to, to hopefully do well and to have uh, a bunch of fun with with friends and with and make new friends, kind of. Um, so anyway, so left on left on Friday, um, and I guess as a as as a a precursor to really going through any of the the weekend, uh, I want to I want to make a couple things clear, um, just so so people. I just don't misunderstand um, where I'm coming from. Um, I I got to hang out with a lot of uh, a lot of names over the course of the weekend. A lot of very well known um, Magic players. And um, Jonathan and I kind of talked about this bef- before the the podcast. Whether I whether I should avoid name dropping um, just to avoid name dropping, or or kind of go full at it or not. Um, and, and the consensus we came to is that um, for for your benefit to understand my full experience, I'm going to go through like everybody that I talked to, all of the experiences that I that I that I had, um, but also recognize that I don't 
believe that I'm the same caliber of player, or I, I don't have the, the the credentials from a from a length of time standpoint that um, a lot of the people that I got to hang out with. Um, that having been said, I got to live the dream from a barn perspective, hanging out with a, just a bunch of really really cool. Um, cool guys that happen to also be um, pro magic players or um, some some coverage guys that have been doing been doing this for for longer than we have. Um, well, I consider time. Yeah, not we have been playing for quite some time. Although I, I mean coverage, coverage, yeah, coverage. Gotcha. Um, Sorry. Well, I, I'll say in, in Otwell. I'll say the the analogy would be like it's kind of like you got the Make a Wish. You know yeah. the, the Make Wish Foundation, but you didn't have to get cancer. Yeah, that's that's all right. That's <laughs> this accurate. is a very fair statement. This is very accurate, <laughs> and it sounded like a total blast. So let's let's jump right into it. So you so you get there, you you start hanging out. What does the beginning of the trip look like once you arrive? Sure. So um, going in, um, as you guys have probably gotten the impression, uh, I'm I'm really good friends with Owen uh, Turtonwald. Um, Mostly from a non-magic standpoint, but we got into it via magic, and we obviously hang out when there's magic going on. So, um, Owen kind of set up the room as um, him, me, uh, our our friend Greg Hatch. It's really um, a, a guy that I met on the last GP I went to. Real nice guy. He he actually comes in um, recently qualified for Pete. Um, for Nagoya from an extended um, PTQ out in California, California, and uh, Michael Jacob. So that's our room going in. Uh, shortly after we get to um, to Denver, we run into a friend of Owen's who I hadn't met prior, um, and I didn't really know who he was, um, a guy by the name of um, Matt Baccio. Uh, very funny... Um, strong magic player. Um, I kind of, I quickly recognize that he's he's um, a, a pro, a pro that uh, that's that's on the gravy train and is just, I mean, just a a, a, um, a very very nice guy and absolutely hilarious from a sarcasm standpoint. Um, so he joins our room and uh, we're actually waiting for for Hatch. Um, to, to show up and we just kind of kick it in the the, ho- the hotel lobby. Um, Jarrett gets to the hotel basically the same time that I do, so Jarrett and I um, sit down while um, Owen, Michael Jacob, and um, I'm gonna start calling him MJ because it sounds weird to say Michael Jacob, and I can't really say Michael. I don't know. He's just one of those guys. Um, and and Baccio kind of hang out and they they do their thing while while Jarrett and I. Uh, kind of catch up, and I kind of find out about what happened with Jared's fight. Um, so after a handful of people that I recognize but don't know, like um, Nelson, um, Brad Nelson and stuff like that, stop by and talk to them and then leave, eventually Hatch shows up. And um, he's he is actually the person that set up our room, so he we were actually waiting on him because of the room. Uh, no rooms are available, so we decide to go and cube draft. So um, we 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 all draft um, the six of us draft and then we randomly select teams after the fact and the teams are a little a little unfair I thought but all right um, what, what were the teams um, Owen 
MJ and was it Baccio? Baccio or Hatch? I mean, Jarrett Jer- and I are 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 on the same team, um, and our team our team puts up a, a decent fight, but but loses in a blaze of glory. Um, and uh, eventually, after the draft, um, uh, Jarrett, Jarrett still doesn't have a room. He's actually in a, he's in a different room because um, he's he's got a room comped by being a judge. But he has to he actually has to work at four o'clock, and at like three forty five, he still doesn't have a room, which is um, a really unfortunate story that he, that he he has to tell, and I'm sure he he will at some future point. But uh, he ends up getting a room. Uh, we get, we end up getting a room just before him, um, so go and crash and um, then go check out the site, which is which is really cool. So um, the Denver site is in what I think kind of the middle of nowhere from a from a Denver standpoint. It's 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 not too bad of a drive from the uh, Denver International Airport, which is completely in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it takes an hour to get from uh, the airport to like downtown Denver. So the half an hour or 20 minutes it takes to get from um, the airport to this place really tells you that you're in the middle of nowhere. So um, we're in the middle of nowhere. Basically nobody else there, which is a unique experience for me. Most of the time I go to the bigger bigger tournaments. Um, we're in a convention hall along with you know a bunch of cheerleaders you know, at a cheerleader convention or something really random. And um, we actually just kind of own this place. Um, and the the hall is massive for what is n- not really a very um, large hotel. It's actually a, very impressive, and it's a very short walk with lots of food options, and it's kind of outstanding. So um, anyway, we we, we head just down. A, just a quick side thought: Do you ever think there'll be cheerleaders for Magic players? <laughs> I think we'll ever like that. Won't be a coincidence that they stay in the same hotel and. You know what I'm saying? Like, for boxing, you have the ring girl, you know, ring funny, girls walking Funny around. story. There were actually, um, one, there was one guy and two girls that were, um, undisputably, uh, cheerleaders for AJ Soccer over the course of the weekend. Um, I think they actually got a bunch of covers. I think they were on Gigi's Live, like, day one. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they, they came with... Um, I think it was like We Heart AJ or Go AJ or something like that, shirts uh, in different colors. And then after a while, a fourth one shows up. <laughs> so he had four uh, cheerleaders for um, like most of the day on I think Saturday. And then um, two or three of them actually showed up again on, on, on Sunday. So he had a, he had a, a nice entourage. Um, I think some of them were actually like his, his friends or like, a, like one of them was like maybe his sister or something. Cause he then went out to dinner with them and like, okay, so they, actually weren't hung like out with them. they weren't like professional cheerleaders. No, okay, no. Gotcha. But anyway, it was, it was amusing. And to answer your question, I have no idea. Okay. That's, that's, that's pretty cool that he's able to get those. And, um, yeah, I just, uh, I, I I forgot to mention this at the beginning. I want I'm, I, I want to interrupt very briefly just to say uh, before I forget about it again. Sorry, it's been a while that we've had a podcast. Everything's going crazy in Wisconsin right now, as you probably heard about on the news. So 
we'll be getting back to our hopefully weekly schedule soon, but uh, there's just been a little bit of interruption. But luckily, last time we had the um, we had that last show we could put on the part two with uh, Tristan Sean Gregson and. Uh, if you don't know what's going on right now here, you should definitely check out the news because it's completely bonkers and totally history. Um, but we're taking a little bit of time out just to bring you this. So, yeah, going on. Yeah, no, and and, and with me being gone in Denver for for so long, um, yeah, it was just it was impractical. And then after you know, even if it were practical, it's probably unlikely based on all the stuff that was going on. You, you've been so busy, and um, I had to like get back to real life after I got back because I was gone for so long. So yeah, it's been that way um so i guess we're still talking about friday um i we, we actually go down to the to the to the hall and um i i end up getting in one of uh, in a side draft um an eight an eight man side draft typically it's six but we had even numbers and i guess we we ran it so the the draft was um besieged scars scars um, with kind of a crazy lineup, um, and then after we drafted, randomly um, rolled for teams, and a team was, yeah, the one guy that I don't know at the table that um, kind of knows of people and knows some of the people uh, is on my te- my team. Uh, but here's the, so here's the draft. It's um, Achoa, David Achoa, um, LSV, Owen, MJ. Um, Greg Hatch, this guy that I don't know, and my, Matt Baccio, um, and me. So that's the eighth. My team, obviously, is um, Matt or Matt Baccio, the some some guy, and Greg Hatch. So it's Team Channel Fireball against us. Um, <laughs> and I mean, Hatch and Baccio are strong players. So like, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not too too scared that they're not going to put up decent numbers and be able to handle um, uh, a very strong um, opposing team. But my deck's pretty pretty awful, and the the other guy when we all sat down to, to make our decks, the other guy was really confident about this deck that just didn't seem very good, um, and he ended up not doing very well and being um, between between the two of us we. Um, I think I, I won a game. <laughs> Not a won game a game, a, a match. I beat I beat Achoa. Um, what did you end up drafting? Um, it was it was initially in fact. Um, I picked uh, I picked like a first pick Rotwolf, um, and then got I think a, another Rotwolf, um, which is which is pretty great. Um, and then I pick I ended up picking a Fangrim Marauder, and then get. Um, Basically, what I thought was was somewhat pass cut because it felt like it was right next to me, and I think it was actually the guy directly to the right of me um, that passed the second pick, um, Rod Wolf. Which is, I mean, there's 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 a handful of reasons why that would happen, um, but I end up uh, I end up not having enough infect pieces, so I, I basically run a dinosaurs list that um, that plays, I believe, the two Rod Wolves. Um, so. The, <laughs> Like I said, the deck the deck is I mean the deck isn't that awful, but it just it was I I, I wanted to like just force a deck and then have something solid and I, I couldn't really do that. Um, I had to I had to make a, a decision at um, like late pack one and I kinda just 
tilted into um, picking Tango Mant- Mantis and, and having a, a fairly decent curve for this, um, this deck. I think I played um, Elita Stampede. Um, I had very little removal, um, but I had um, really sard- solid card quality. Anyway, um, so because it's an 8-man and you don't want it to take a million years... Um, you play three games, so you basically we rolled for who we didn't play. So I, I didn't play Owen. Um, I played uh, MJ in the first round, um, pulled it to three, uh, but lost. Uh, then played Achoa. Um, he quickly beats me game one um, with a um, a grand architect. What's that seven? It's seven drop that destroy a permanent when it comes in. It's like it's, a, it's like four names. It's an artifact. <sighs> Sorry, I'm blanking. But anyway, this this Is it this combo hex, hexagon or whatever. What was that? You're talking about the hex hexagon or something? No, not no. It's it's a it's a it's a seven drop. Uh, artifact that when it comes into play, destroy. Oh, oh, oh! Spine of spine of Ishra or, or whatever. Yeah. So he's got he's got different. Um, he's got some. I think it's a blue white. I think he's got blink and um, artifact sack outlets. So he's he's he's, he's got um, double Icker Wellspring. Um, that card. Um, the Grand Architect, um, some some flyers, and basically he actually just sits there with with his with like a wall and just kind of like finds finds a way to, to to end up controlling the game. He had some other cards too, but I mean, um, I, I I lost the first one fairly quickly, um, and then come back to to win the match. Um, if I if I beat LSV in the next round, um, we can. Like we actually ha- we have to I think we have to run the table in the, in the final round, but it's still like possible. Um, but the that other that other guy I didn't know I think O O and threes um, while we're playing um, uh, LSV and I were like one one when uh, that guy lost, so it, it no longer mattered at that point. But uh, we play anyway, and I get um, I get steamrolled game three with a um, the the white sun zenith. Um, making lots and lots of kitties that just sm- smashed me. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. Um, I hadn't really, hadn't really interacted with um, Achoa or LSV much prior to that. Um, I got to like I got introduced introduced to LSV before, but I mean I hadn't actually really interacted. So that was that was fun to play some Magic. Um, meanwhile, there were. Um, grinders going on. I didn't have. I, I wasn't just playing in grinders because I had won a uh, a GPT um, a while back. I think we actually I talked about it on 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 our podcast before, so listeners should probably know that. Um, so I had three buys, so I didn't participate in any, any of the grinders. But uh, there was actually a huge contingent of Madison folk that were out there. So um, B Raz, who's a listener of our show and um, a real well-known person in the Madison community, um, even well, really the Midwest community, he's just a, a real nice guy. He's been playing for quite a long time. Uh, he he flew out. Um, I'm not actually not sure who flew out, or, or but there was also like a, a a van full of people. So just there was probably like ten Madison folk. Um, 
and a bunch of them participated in in, in grinders. And uh, Nicole actually ended up winning winning one, so uh, she got a uh, she got three buys, which was nice. Um, I got to meet uh, Chris Hotwell, which was cool, and also um, TSG. Um, it was instantly a joke about uh, his middle name because um, apparently it's not Scott. <laughs> um, which is actually really ironic, I thought, given the fact that uh, um, actually everybody that that knew him called him Sean, just called him Sean. That's so he doesn't he doesn't go by Tristan. Um, it's a little easier and name more accessible for people, I think. Yeah, well, it, it, it was I find it ironic because um, I clearly didn't know him when he was introduced in the in the episode that that we had him. Um, because I, I I slept and called him Tristan uh, Scott Gregson when he actually doesn't go by any of those names. Um, so anyway, I was I thought that was interesting. Um, but yeah, we we didn't stay out too late um, because everybody wanted to like be prepared for Saturday and such. So uh, uh, that was my Friday. And then Saturday, um, we all kind of like independently go over to the venue. Um, I I play a game of Ascension um, with with Hatch, um, Baccio, and I thought there was somebody else. I remember Paul Reitzel, or Reitzel coming over and inverting and getting in a, on the next game. Um, but I guess I don't really remember that all that well. But uh, I think it was I mean, it was Owen. It was Owen. Um, so anyway, we, we, we play while we're waiting for, for stuff to begin. Eventually we get, um, scenes posted, um, and I open, um, I open real well. Um, my pool is pretty crazy, um, very bomb heavy. I mean, I get, I've got pieces that you, um, that you, like, you dream about having in, in a, in a pool, um. I felt extraordinarily fortunate, and then uh, after I after I pieced it together, I noticed that there were there were some some fundamental things I was missing. But at the same time, the the goods that I have are so good that I can probably just power through. And I and I um, don't keep us in suspense. Tell us what you got. Yeah, I, I just all right. I, I I'll, I'll I'll run through. Okay, so um, on the on the creature end. Um, I'll just go from a curve standpoint. Um, Glint Hawk, Ledmere, Mir Sire, um, Leonin Relic Warder, a Mir Smith and an Ember Smith, a Volshock Replica, a Priest of Norn, um, Mir, Mir Galvanizer, Pierce Strider, Peace Strider, Bladed Sentinel, um, and then a Kaldaltha F- Flame Fiend, a Sunblast Angel, a Horde Smelter Dragon. A Fangren, Fangren Marauder, a Mere Battlesphere. Then uh, I had a Silvok Lifestaff, um, an Icar Wellspring, a Contagion Clasp, a Burn the Impure, a Turn to Slag, and a Mere Turbine. So that was my deck. Oh, and I had a, a Razor Verge Thicket, <laughs> which is a part of the decision to, to play the Fangren, Fangren Marauder. Um, some crazy synergies. Um, some really, like, some really good, um, like, early game with, like, Mirror Smith and Amber Smith, um, using the, the, the Mirror Sire as a, um, 
like uh, as a good early drop along with the contagion class, the wellspring and the life staff. The glint hawk interacts with the contagion class and the Icar wellspring really well, um, and also helps refuel up um, your your two smiths. Um, I'm playing the priest of Norn primarily as a defensive out, outlet. Uh, same thing with the Volshot replica. Though I know it can it can get in there for some, some late-game damage, I'm actually just looking at it as a 3-1 for 3 because my goal is to live long enough to play my insane bombs. Um, I mean, it's... Yeah, I, uh, I, I look at the Flame Fiend as, as, a, as a bomb, especially with, like, an Icar Wellspring or, like, an Amir Sire. These cards that... Um, I'm I'm getting I'm actually just getting value out of the sack um the sack piece of the flame fiend, which isn't even necessary. Like the, the contagion class, for example, um if if I'm just sacrificing a contagion class to a flame fiend, I'm I'm pretty happy. Um and there are enough artifacts for for the sack for the sacking to be like um consistent. Um the the Fangrin Marauder is a little bit of a stretch, but I'm only playing the, the Razor Verge Thicket and the and one Forest to to supply it. Um, looking at my mana requirements, I really I mean I've got the Leonin Relic Order is a, is a, is a double white. I've got a Turn Slag which is a double double red, and everything else that has a double cost is actually at the is above the, the sixth spot. The, the Flame Fiend, the, the Horde Smelter, and the Sunblast, but I don't have a problem with holding on to any of those those cards. Waiting for for one extra land in potential, um, and with the, with the Marauder, I'm probably going to get enough value out of it that that hoping to to get the the one forest or the, or the thicket is probably worth it. Um, so so that was that's why that guy's being um, brought in, and the, the life is really quite relevant when I'm. When I've got a game plan of all right, how do I get? How do I live long enough to get to my my bombs if I'm not seeing them? Right. Um, okay. So yeah. So anyway, that's that's the deck. Um, well, what do you think? Well, it sounds like it's got a lot of bombs. It's um, did it ha- I didn't catch if you had any ramp in there. Do you have um, besides the I'd, I'd one? I had one lead mirror. Okay. Um, and I had a I had a mirror galvanizer, which I don't consider. I mean, probably nobody considers that as ramp. No, right. not not really. So just the just the off color mirror. Correct. Okay. Yeah, it seems like you could use a little bit more of that, but it, and it seems a little light on solid early drops. Um, but I like the one force to clog it up, and um, yeah, let's let's uh, let's hear how you did with it. So. Um, if you if you were to if you were to specifically look at removal, the the horde smelter, the sunblast, and the, the flame feed are all really solid removal. But prior to that, what I'm working on with is a contagion class, an ember smith, uh, a burn the impure, and a turnus leg. That's the the entire removal suite in the deck. Um, now, turnus leg is phenomenal in sealed. I mean, it's a bomb slayer. It's great. I, I love it. I'm so glad I had it. But I have no, no. Um, I, if I had like a, a singleton um, galvanic blast, I'd be so happy about this deck. But I didn't. So um, the first round um, after buys, I mean during during buys, um, I mean I, this is the, this is the way I built it. Um, with slightly more um, 
mountains than, than plains because I know I need to hit those double cost, um, like dragons basically. Um, and I'm, I'm not too concerned about not being able to play the, the relic order on turn two. Cause I mean, I, I, that's, that's more of a utility card and sealed. Um, or not, hitting a turn to like on turn five is important. Yep. Um, so I played, I played eight, eight mountains, seven planes, um, the thicket, and then uh, a forest. And I really, I didn't feel bad about the land base at all. If I did, I probably would have cut the Marauder, um, but I, I didn't. Um, so during during buys, I um, I play test the deck. I play test the deck some more and some more. Um, I I go and find um, a number of people to like look at the look at the pool. Um, to, to kind of give me some feedback, um, there was like there's there were a couple of cards like Frantic Salvage that I was like, well, I mean, is this something that I should be considering? Um, I had these are cards that I I don't know if my count is actually um, perfectly correct here or not. Um, I'm not going to count it right now, but. Um, there were there were two cards that I that were in my main deck that I decided to cut consistently, and then and then bring in two other cards. Um, two cards that I think were in my original main deck was a choking fumes, and a dark steel axe. Um, dark steel axe, pretty good synergy with the glint hawk, both smiths, um, and with the priest of Norn and the choking fumes as as some additional removal because I was concerned about it. Um, I actually don't think that the Urker Wellspring was in there originally. I think I, um, I, I, I inevitably wanted it in for all the reasons that I mentioned before with the Flame Fiend and the Glint Hawk, but I initially had it out, I think, um, because I felt like I needed the Choking Fumes more, but the Choking Fumes is so light, uh, that it's not actually, it's not actually doing much for you. And then there was another card that I, I can't recall. Thank you. Maybe it was a Saber Claw Golem that, uh, that might have been bringing inconsistently. Anyway, um, so I tested a bunch of times. Um, was pretty confident with my um, my sideboard plan. Um, I got some food, which is something that you pretty much should always do if you have buys. Um, even if you only have um, one or two buys, you should you should really go and, and eat during that time because you're not going to have consistent opportunities to to eat. And while you have buys, it's guaranteed. I mean, eating as late as you possibly can um, means that you can wait as long as you like longer before you have your next meal. Um, so that was like those were, those were things that I that I did while I had the buys. Um, and then in terms of actually playing, um, I go in with the knowledge that it's actually a fairly small tournament. It's eight hundred x. Players, which is which is which is the biggest that Denver's ever had, um, but for like recent limited GPS, they they've been like fourteen, fifteen hundred people, or like twelve, twelve to fifteen hundred people. So eight hundred is actually significantly lower. So um, when they say that one hundred twenty-eight people or X and two, whichever is is higher, or all the X and two or better players, whichever is higher. Uh, are going to make day two. I've got fairly high confidence that there will actually be um, some like X two and uh, X two and ones, and, and maybe even like X and threes that are going to make it. So I come in with the three buys, knowing that out of the nine rounds of the day, 
really all I have to do um, is is win like four um, four and a half games, four and a half plus games to be able to get there. Um, so anyway, uh, first round, um, my opponent wins the die roll and chooses to play, which is um, pretty rare. Um, in the the three win com, which is uh, I'm I'm thinking is actually either a awesome or b terrifying. Um, that their deck is actually legitimately fast enough to, to be able to justify playing, um, or you know something, and it was legitimately fast enough to justify playing. So he he turn he turned three to a um, Phyrexian Crusader. 2-2 two, two first strike, in fact, with, uh, for three, that yeah. gets, as pro-white and pro-red. That's not what you want to see with two lanes and nothing else on the table. Um, and basically pro my deck. Did you, you didn't have, you didn't have a perilous mirror in your deck, right? No. Ah. The only thing in my deck that I have that can actually deal with that guy is a contagion class. It's actually just the the only the only form of removal that I have, and outside of that, I I I can get like I can try and get an artifact with like a life staff or like an early mirror, um, but the but but the first strike is only going to be it's only going to be like that's only going to be a way of slowing slowing down the beat, because even like my Volshock replica. Who's a three-one? I mean, it just dies to the first strike. So I have, I have, I have to get to a four-drop. Um, one of my, um, like my 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 sentinel or strider or my striders, and then I realize very quickly, wait a minute, first strike. In fact, he's going to shrink my guys. I have really no way of dealing with a, with right. a turn three. This guy. So I just I like hope and pray I get a class. I don't. I, I lose very quickly. Um, I stare at my sideboard, try and debate different things, um, and I, I, ver- I just have very little ways of dealing with 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 the guy. So um, I end up I end up losing. I think I end up actually pulling out game two, which was a huge confidence boost. Cause, I mean, I don't remember how, but I, I remember that it that I was like, <sighs> if I can get through this, I, mean, I can probably you know beat anything. I'm just very very happy about the fact that. I managed to to get to a one one record with um, with an opponent that just is, is terrifying, and then I end up losing. So uh, I start <laughs> I start with the three buys, and then lose my first round, which is just extraordinarily deflating. Um, uh, especially after talking out my deck on on online, I, th- I think I I I, um, I tweeted something about like my deck's insane. I'm actually gonna, not going to tell you about it. <laughs> Because I'm afraid that it's going to matter. Um, I I think right before the first round, um, I actually like go through high level some of the cards because I realize that that's just being dumb. Like the hit of me actually playing somebody who knows my deck is extraordinarily tiny. So um, yeah, I um, I kind of go around and, and and do a little survey of the of of the people I've been hanging out with. Um, and Owen, Owen lost, and LSV lost, and like, um, all the people that, that I talked to that won, um, most of those people were people um, that didn't have three buys and were like 
um, like maybe like like Hatch I think had had two buys and he lost in the third round and then won in the fourth. So he was he was also three and one, um, and it was just really deflating um, from like kind of like everybody being on this high of just hey we're playing you know we're we're at a GP limited GP blah 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 blah. Um, anyway, so I go into the next round determined. Um, and I, I, I crush my opponent. I, I 2 0 them in, in a very, very quick manner. Um, like, my, my deck has, has the raw power where if, you know, if I, if I sunblast Angel for, you know, even one guy, I probably, probably just gonna get there. And I think I got there off of a, a mere battle sphere. You got like Flame Fiend followed with a mere battle sphere. Um, kill your, kill all your, kill your blockers. Um, play Battlesphere, have you scooped to me? Kind of, uh, kind of a game. It was, it was pretty fun. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm four and one at this point. Um, go and do a survey, and most of those same people also won. So I'm, I'm definitely feeling the, like team unity thing going on. Um, I mean, I'm not, not to say that I'm like a part of their team, but it was definitely like. Um, the group that I was hanging out with, and it was definitely uh, very cool. Um, so after after winning, uh, I sit down with uh, um, Martin Juza, who was also in our hotel room. Um, I think I I think I misspoke earlier because I don't think I mentioned him before. But our room was actually um, MJ Juza. Um, Oh, Me, Hatch, and Owen. Um, MJ was actually a, a late add, and and uh, and Yuza, excuse me, uh, Martin Yuza was um, was in the hotel room from the from the start. Now, how so, did they? How did they? How did they? I know when I've done you know hotels like that, you have uh, kind of a hierarchy of you know your bed and who's getting the floor and that type. Yeah. Of stuff. So the first. The first so, four. Well, let me like, let me just ask a question before you you explain. Yeah. It. I want to say so. It would seem appropriate that you guys would just draft and then order who did well gets to pick, right? You get to draft the room. Um, doesn't really. It didn't really work that way. Um, oh man, like it's so. Here's the thing: is it's not. It, I mean, that's 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 interesting strategy. Never was presented. <laughs> um, Lucky for for some, maybe unless yeah, for others. sure. Um, <laughs> whomever would have done poorly, not knowing who, obviously. Um. <laughs> So, the the room was 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 organized as Hatch, Owen, me, and and Yuza. Everyone that ended up joining thereafter joined under the full knowledge that they're on the floor. Um, and I mean, like it was it was Hatch was figuring out the details as to whether they were going to pay anything or they're going to you know how much they're going to pay and all that stuff. Um, I mean, basically when it came to, to our opinion, I was like, do you mind another person being in the room? And I consistently said no every time that I, um, that I was presented with it and say, so did everybody else. So the, so the room started to grow and grow. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I hadn't, hadn't met Yuza prior to, um, prior to the weekend. I didn't, he, he wasn't really around the rest of the group on Friday, um, so I didn't really get to hang out with him much prior to, um, like, I think we ate dinner and then 
um, hung out in the room prior to everybody crashing on Friday night. Um, so Yuza is this, this guy that I don't really know well, which is um, in comparison to the rest of the people that in many cases I don't know that well either. Um, but we, uh, we play, I think it was between the, the sixth seventh round we 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 sit down and and play some sample games he's got a um a pretty good deck he's actually um five and oh at this point uh he's got an interesting deck that really looks like a um a a simplified like a black version of the standard tesra deck that guillaume played guillaume and and patrick chapin played at pt paris uh-huh. he's got a tesseract he's got a, a, a mere Sphere. he's got a removal suite he's i mean it's it's pretty pretty ridiculous i, I think he's got ink moth nexus it's just it's pretty ridiculous um so we play i um i beat him game one um by out bombing him um game two um We played, and he just he just beat one of my one of my bombs um, when when like pairings were announced. Um, but he he said he, I probably would have gotten there. Um, but I mean, whatever. Like I very easily could have screwed it up, and he probably would have beat me um, just based on on um, the, the 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 card quality. I mean, I don't think he looked at my hand. My hand was pretty light. So anyway, so I was like, all right. Um, doing pretty well against the only person in the group that's actually XO at this point. Um, so that gives me another, another boost of confidence as I go to the next round. I promptly then, um, get hardcore, um, mana screwed. Um, I kept a, I I was put on the play and I kept a three lander, um, and I didn't see any more lands. Um, twelve turns, twelve turns deep. I'm still sitting at three. I'm still alive on on with um, with those three lands because I do have some early game that's pretty crazy with you know, Clint Hawk, the, the mirror side of the mirror, the like the two mirror, the two Smiths, um, a little bit of removal. That all that stuff actually is just fine for for three drops. But when you don't get to play. Um, either any of the, th- the the four drops or any of the bombs, the deck just kind of kind of wanes, um, and I end up end up losing um, losing the match, um, getting it to three again and and losing the match. So I'm I'm now one and two in, in games played, and not feeling all that great about it. Um, but but staring at my deck, going, you know, what, am I doing something wrong? What's what's missing here? Basically, just trying to um, to deal with, yeah, like, like mentally deal with the fact that I, um, I feel like I'm blowing away what is an, uh, an insane opportunity. Um, and I'm also, I'm, I'm hanging out with a group of people that expect, expect good results. Sure. So like, I'm like, from a mental standpoint, if I do poorly, I'm just, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm now just a barn rather than, you know, somebody that's, you know, trying to pretend not to be one for the, you know, the last day and a half. So, um, yeah, I, I end up, uh, um, kind of avoiding people, I think, um, finding out that, uh, that Owen used, uh, an LSV hatch. Pretty much everybody won their, their round. Um, people are doing, um, 
pretty well. Um, I'm at four and two, and then I, I kind of think about it. I'm like, you know, actually, you know, if, if I if I think about if I pretend that I don't have these buys, four and two is really not that bad after six rounds. It's really not that bad. I'm not out of it. Sure. I can run the table. I have a deck that can run the table. Um, and I basically just kind of do this this like pretty intense pep talk. Um, and 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 I. I note as I go to to see my next um, my next pairing that my like having those three buys is crazy good from a tiebreaker standpoint. Um, like it just it's insanely good. My 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 breakers at this point are like are over seventy percent. Apparently that my my opponents are, have been doing fairly well, um, which is which makes sense because my first round I'm playing a three zero person. My my second round I'm playing somebody that's that's, that's Probably three one, um, and the third round I'm, I'm playing something that's probably four one. So I mean that that makes sense that my breakers are really good. Um, anyway, um, I go on to to win, um, bringing my record up by a win. Um, the rest of the the rest of the tournament isn't all that exciting um, because I I. I basically for the day go win lose win lose win lose and with the third loss I um I'm just blown out I you know I I I no longer have the the pipe dream of x2ing or even x2 and oneing um I'm I'm ready to drop um I I'm like I'm near a couple of the Madison people that that um that that didn't have buys that um they were doing pretty well, but just on the on the on the cusp of, of getting knocked out. Um, uh, Nicole is in the same like the same same boat as me, um, but she's actually playing well with a really crappy deck. But it's really crappy, so it's not going to get there. And uh, she she drops at X and three. I I decide well, um, what am I going to do instead? Um, might as well like ratings grind. So I go on to. To win a game, um, and then find out after winning that uh, X and three still mathematically there are going to be some X and threes that actually get there. Uh, now, likely that's going to be people that lost in the last three rounds that for some reason or another just I mean, like like played through and lost in their last three rounds. Um, but still, I decide there's really no reason not to keep playing, so I do. Uh, find out Nicole didn't drop. Um, that she she dropped and then went back up to the head judge and like talked the head judge judge into like undropping her. Then we get paired. Um, that's hilarious. Yeah, wow. two people that, that 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 very much so should have dropped. Right. Um, in the in the wow. X three bracket, get paired against each other. Um. So I met I, I had met Sean Catanese a little earlier in the in the day. Um, it's one of the people that was on my little like list of people I really wanted to to meet, say hi to. Um, he was judging, and he actually comes over while we're playing, and I'm playing because it's because it's Nicole, and I know that like the winner the winner doesn't have really any shots, and the loser is absolutely dead in the water. Um, and kind of out of like out of nervousness, I'm playing extremely like jovial, um, <laughs> jovially, 
Yeah, that's the word I mean. Um, very lighthearted, sure, sure. cracking jokes, just pretending like it doesn't mean anything. Um, and meanwhile, um, Nicole, Nicole's like getting like I think flooded or something, and she just she's not having a great game. She's got um, like a blue, I think it was a blue black deck. Um, she's using like Riddle Smith and. Um, uh, at, at, at the exact moment that, that Sean Catanese comes over, a um, she plays a Skyo school, and she's like thinking. She, she draws her cards, thinking about what to discard. And because Sean comes over, and I'm ha- having this jovial attitude, I uh, I basically start to shoot the shit with him, um, which he thinks is like highly inappropriate. Um, quickly, like like runs away because he's afraid that I'm going to be, like, offending my opponent, which, um, at that particular moment, I, I, I really wasn't, um, but Nicole was not, was, was, was very frustrated at the fact that she was just seeing, I think, more, more lands, um, so she was, like, zoned out, she wasn't really paying attention, and, um, not really sure whether I was offending her or not, but anyway, so, um, so I had a very brief interaction there, um, End up end up beating um, beating Nicole in two. I think she got flooded in one game and, and, and mana screwed in the other, which really didn't help situ- the situation of like me playing bomb after bomb, and like it just wasn't it wasn't really magic. Um, and it probably like, if if she didn't know me and if I and, and uh, some random scrub acting the way that um, that I was, she probably would have been offended. But I think it was pretty lighthearted. Um, she was really upset. That I was in the X three bracket with my deck, though she uh, she like she stormed off. She was she was like yelling at me, um, like there's Wait, no reason you should be X that you should like be over here. There's no reason that that deck shouldn't date two. There's no reason you're, you're absolutely terrible. All these things are probably very fair. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so um, I go into the last round. Um, with, Wait, how how are you feeling after that last win? I mean, it was it was uh, it was it was definitely some version of bittersweet. I mean, I wasn't feeling. I mean, I wasn't feeling good. That's for sure. Um, actually, I think I was just feeling terrible. Like I remember being way more concerned. Even I mean, she was she's definitely being very um, like salty about it. But be, again, because it's Nicole, I I don't actually. I don't. I'm not offended. I don't, I don't care from that perspective, but I do care from the standpoint that I, I feel very bad that I just was made it certain that she was not going to date two. Um, uh, we had very comparable breakers, so it was. I mean, there was really no no discussion on doing anything other than playing. Um, um, but yeah. So anyway, uh, I kind of go to the next the next match. As a result of that, much more. Like desiring to at least beat my next opponent, I I I I wasn't really thinking about day two at that point. I was definitely just like I gotta I, if I if I win I gotta win this game, um, so I I can <clears throat> like <laughs> live through all of the um all of the crap that I'm gonna be getting effectively um from the from the right. people that um. So anyway, um, I I play I play this guy 
that uh, that was one of three players that um, the previous the previous evening took on um, Ben Stark, um, Martin Yuza, and Paulo PV. Um, three three random guys that I never seen before. They took on those those three. All of them lost their matches against everybody except this kid was the one one guy who won a single match. That doesn't really say much, but it says something, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, so I'm like, uh, he, he's like trying to brag about the fact. Yeah, I was the only one in my in my in my my crew that won any matches, and the any matches was one. Um, nice one too. Um, like like me the day before. So yeah. Anyway, <laughs> can't really say much about it. But anyway, so it's it's interesting. Um, what I know, all of that 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 means to me is that the guy has confidence. That's nice. Um, I basically ask him why he's still playing, kind of as like a trying trying to get at hey scoop to me. Um, and uh, he's like, well, I can still date you. I'm like uh, okay. <laughs> You can date you as much as I can date you, which is not going to happen, um, but we can play anyway. Um, so I actually I actually think that I just crushed him in the first game, um, which was which was great, feeling feeling awesome. Um, I I get put on the play uh, game two. Um, I put. I keep a two land um, um, planes planes hand. Well, um, this becomes absolutely aggravating as um, I end up losing with um, seven seven planes in hand in in play. Um, and both a Horde Smelter Dragon and a Turn to Slag in my hand. Um, uncastable. Sitting, sitting without the, the extra, um, the extra mountain to be able to play either of them. Either of which get me back in the game. I don't remember what bomb he had, but he had something that the Turn to Slag was, I think it was, I think it was, I think it was a Kemba. It was a Kemba and multiple cats. I don't really recall that well though. Um, not multiple cats. Um, multiple things that were generating cats, multiple equipments. Um, and then the third game, um, mildly ironic given, given the way that the second game went down. Um, I, I keep a, um, keep on the draw a three lander, um, double mountain with a planes. Um, and I go on to to draw mountain after mountain and not be able to play a Sunblast Angel um, that's in my hand. And I, I I use like Burn the Impure and, um, and like I, I get I actually I get some early pressure and then I end up just not being able to to close out after he uh, after he deals with my early guys and I got the Sunblast Angel. He uh, he builds up a pretty large um board and, and not being able to deal with it um and, and me not being able to deal with anything because I, I have my son of a sun angel not non-castable very very um 
crushing that in a deck that is really not mana intensive, um, I get I get heavily hurt. Um, and and, and that, like you, you could you could say, well, I mean, maybe it's the the Fanger and Marauder and the, the 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 forest and the thicket, but a thicket gets me out of that, and I didn't see a forest. Um. So I mean, like I mean, I think that that might just be anecdotal, but I I don't know. It was very aggravating. Um, and of my like um, the other, the loss that I didn't describe. Um, my opponent played uh, cough. Um, played a turn three cough off of a off of a um, off of a mirror, um, and then made his land. Uh, um, untapped his lands, swung in, did that again, and then ultimated, and just, like, domed me, game one. Um, and then I ended up playing a, a game three where um, he actually he ended up decking me. The game went so long, it was bomb after bomb, back and forth. So that was that was, that was my tournament report. I went X and four. Um, missed day two. Um, now, the rest of the room... Did actually pretty well. So first of all, um, Cedric Phillips, who is um, a friend of a lot of the, the group, somebody I don't really know um, at all. I, I don't know of him even outside of the fact that I know that he's friends with some of these guys and the like the the um, the, the the judging debacle at a previous GP that happened shortly before he he, he quit the game. So Cedric has been out of the game. Cedric comes back, shows up at the beginning of the day, kind of like unannounced, um, and just randomly joins the GP. Um, he doesn't he doesn't day two, but he he's like hanging out for the weekend, and he's also now in our our hotel room. Um, so the the count rises slowly, <laughs> not so slowly. Um, but of of the now seven people in our room. Um, Cedric Phillips, Michael Jacob, and me are the three people that didn't day two. Owen is X and one. The the fourth round loss being his only. Um, Yuza is undefeated after day one. Baccio and Hatch both have um, two losses, I believe. Sounds right. Um, so it's a pretty... It's a pretty like great day for um, for Owen and, and Yuza, and I mean, and, and, and really good for um, Baccio and Hatch, and the three of us feel like death. Um, yeah, really bad. Like I, I, I was really disappointed. It's was, it was definitely a, a, um, a deck that was I felt capable. I mean, I really the, the cost the. Uh, and the Frexian Crusader were cards that I could not deal with in my deck. Um, I mean, I, I have like the, the Singleton out with Contagion Clasp, um, or in the case of of Koth, I need to like get a, maybe a Volshock replica, or or like a, a Flame. I mean, I just I, I don't I don't have a, a way of possibly dealing with him before he gets the emblem, and once he's got the emblem, it's just a matter of time, and I can't. Even with my bombs, I can't um, I can't get him fast enough. Um, maybe uh, there's some scenario with Frank and Marauder that I would have been able to 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 gain some life or something. I don't know, but I, it, none of that happened. So uh, 
Yeah, I didn't get there. I was really disappointed, along with um, some of the other people in our group. But um, day one's over, so now we're all hungry. Um, we, all, we all go out to Outback. Um, the group grows. A couple people I, I, I don't know. Um, um, Web. Um, excuse me. Yeah, like um, uh, Raptor. Um who else? I don't know. The, the group the group grows a little bit. Um, we go to we walk the like mile and a half to a um, outback steakhouse and split into two groups. Um, food was great. Uh, we credit card game. I lose for a nice healthy hundred and fifty dollars or something insane. Um, yeah, uh, it was actually it actually. For, for for half of the group, I thought I thought the the hundred fifty dollars was was a lot, but it, I mean, it really, it really wasn't that bad. Um, still, the dagger after after not day twoing, having the, the the big bill at the end of the night. Um, one person bought out, so um, there was like twenty or twenty, like yeah, twenty bucks going to whoever took second. Um, continuing to run good, Owen takes second and. Um, I have to like pay him the twenty dollars um, from the guy that bought out, which is frustrating. So anyway, um, so that's basically like that's that's basically my 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 Tony report um, through through Saturday. Um, after after that, um, because most of the room is day twoing, most like pretty much everybody goes to bed, um, hang out for a little bit. Um, I meet up with with Jarrett, who um, was judging all day, and uh, then went out to eat. Actually, at Outback as well, but with with um, a handful of of judges. Um, meet up with him. We we decide we want to like we want to draft. We want to have have some fun. Um, find all the massive people who are playing Ascension, and then I think some of them were playing another board game. Um, an actual like full-on board game that I didn't recognize, um, but yeah, they um, there was a little bit of interest. It ended up not happening, um, so we ended up hanging up for a little while. Um, I, see, I I run into Robert Martin, um, who was actually doing some GG's live coverage um, for the weekend. He was flown in to, um, by Rashad to, to to do some GG's live coverage, and. Uh, He's hanging out with um, um, TSG and a couple um, a couple of TSG's friends um, playing in a um, four or six man cube draft um, with TSG's like phenomenal um, pretty <laughs> cube um, completely foiled out um, no foreign cards all all just um, just foils, and it's the the cards. Most of the cubes that I've seen that are like pimped out are pretty sweet looking from some pers- perspective or another, but they're not uniform. And the uniform look of of TSG's cube was just gorgeous to me. Um, anyway, so <laughs> random point. Um, they they um. They keep playing. Uh, I, I go out and hang with Madison people some more. Uh, come back, end up cubing with TSG. Um, 
um, Robert Robert uh, goes to sleep because he's got to do coverage the next day, um, and they get to cube with TSG. Now TSG, I, I don't really know this going in. Uh, uh, we, we've we've had him on the show. I've hung out with him five minutes at a time, maybe two or three times thus far on the, on the weekend. Um, don't really don't really know him real well. Um, he's just an outstanding guy. Um, very nice, um, funny, um, fun. Just a just a great guy. Um, somebody I I very much so look forward to hanging out with um, in the future. Just just an outstanding guy. Um, um, his friends are very loyal, um, and for for fairly obvious reasons to me at that at at that time, the guy's just just a great guy. Um, Somebody that I'm, I'm fortunate to to know through through podcasting. Um, I end up dra- um, drafting a, a deck that's not very notable, other than the fact that um, we we round it was a four man and we round robin and I play TSG in the in the third round and we play one game that goes an hour and a half long, um, both very close to decking each other, um, being decked. Um, I've got like two cards, one card, one or two cards left in my library, and he's got seven cards in his library. Um, I've got a lot less because I've got a bunch of tr- um, card drawing engines, including a Stroke of Genius that I haven't played that is sitting in my hand, and I'm waiting until the, the coast is clear where I can actually deck him. I successfully do that and win off of off of uh, casting Stroke of Genius for... for uh, I think it was. I think I did. did I did eight, so he would he would lose on the spot. Um, it was a very fun interaction. Very long game, um, but given the length of the game and the fact that they had to work, and um, I, I mean, everybody wanted to go to sleep, so we uh, we we didn't play again. But uh, that was uh, that was my Saturday. Um, I go go back to the room. Um, my my space on the bed is not taken up. Um, I was very grateful. I, I thought it would be fairly reasonable for somebody to just kind of steal it, knowing that um, I was kind of out and about, but they didn't, which was great. So uh, uh, I I passed out, wake up a little late. Um, pretty much everybody has, has left and gone to the site. Um, um, I get – I think – I woke up. I, I briefly, like half, woke up a couple of times um, as people were leaving. Like Owen, was like, "Are you coming to the site?" Because uh, there was a, a draft open that I talked about the previous day, and he was making sure that I didn't miss it. But uh, I, I opted for sleeping because of the cube. So uh, eventually, wake up, um, head over to the site, and uh, like the whole place is a buzz. Uh, great atmosphere. I decide to. Um, Briefly meet up with Otwell, um, say hi, um, kind of get to know him a little bit, and then uh, head over to Gigi's Live um, because Robert Robert requested the previous day that I, that I stopped by. I stopped by for I think it was on air for like thirty seconds on on Saturday, um, and then uh, and had another round. So um, on Sunday, I basically. Um, after being invited over to Gigi's Live, hung out there for um, a round, um, did some commentary, 
and then uh, after after I think it was like around eleven or twelve, after doing um, a round or two, I then uh, I then left. I got, to, I got while while there, I got to hang out with Brian Kowal um, on air, which is which is a lot of fun because um, Kowal's from Madison, so we got to talk about some stuff um, that was regional but it, still interesting, and then uh, left to kind of check out uh, where everybody was at. Um, found out Yuza, or excuse me, Yuza, um, Yuza wasn't doing all that well with his, with his draft, but he, I mean, starting the day undefeated, um, I think he, I think he was like one and two, um, through the first three rounds of the draft, um, but had, had that buffer, um, and Owen was amidst a 30 um, uh, while Hatch and Baccio were um, in like the two two one um, area, both both keeping their head above water, still doing all right. Um, but um, yeah, so not 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 to to the degree where they were um, right at the top, but to the to the point where they could exo and 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 maybe. Um, and maybe get there, which was which was pretty cool. Um, um, walk around some more. I actually um, I find Otwell, and um, and he introduces me to the Jin, who um, is the um, Ryan who does the uh, the Jin's playground. Um, one of one of Jonathan's favorite. Um, podcasts. Um, it's been around for a very long time. Real nice guy. Real what, what did you call him? The Jin. No, the name. Isn't his first name Ryan? No, uh, Nick. Nick, you're right. Uh, Bull Camp or whatever. Um, yeah, um, you're yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I apologize. That's okay. Um, Are you sure you met the right guy? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, there were there were a handful of like. People that I need to meet up with in Denver, and he was one of them. Um, and I, so a, a number of times on, I think like our Facebook, um, on our Facebook site, this Nick guy has has commented on things. And then I found out right before going to Denver that that is the same person as the Jin, that they're, that they're the same person. Um, and I think I categorize him in my brain as Ryan, but I, um, I, I called him the Jin the entire, the entire time I, he was being referred to by Otwell and when we actually met. So I, I don't think that I messed it up <laughs> in, in front of him. Um, but yeah, it's a really, really chill guy, real, real nice. Um, definitely somebody that we, uh, um, we will like look to have on in, in the future. Um, as a as an as a uh, as a guest, um, I'm 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 sure that uh, that's something Jonathan um, wants, um, and yeah, that for sure. I think that he he uh, showed some interest in that when we when we met up, which was which was cool. Yeah, we've been talking about it. It's just a matter of getting our schedules to align. Uh, same thing. He's also been asked to be a co-host on the Monday Night Magic, the flagship. Um, podcast uh but just some scheduling conflicts that have got to get worked out first but yeah we'd love to have him on the show um he does a great job and we're in we're we're, we're in contact over it but we just have to kind of figure something out where you know we'll we'll get something that works for both of our schedules 
Yeah, I mean, he's, 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 he's a nice guy. I um, Because of the timing, I didn't get a whole lot of an opportunity to, um, to really hang out with him because on, on Sunday, prior to that, um, I... I woke up late. I went, went and did some coverage, and then left because I was thinking about actually doing. Um, there was a, a second draft open because the draft opens were, were being were very successful on the day. Um, so I was I, I left with the intent of of probably joining the draft open, um, but left a little too late in and missed out on that. So um, the rest of the rest of of the day, I was actually doing coverage on GG's live again. So having done coverage for the last like three rounds um prior to top eight i was um i was pretty excited to go back and and cover some of the top eight so um hung out with the gin and and Atwa for for a little bit and then and then went back um so in terms of after um after day two prior to the to the, to the top eight the results um owen Managed to go go on a tear and um, qualifies for the top eight with two rounds to go. Um, so he actually um, he scoops to Paul Chion, um, who is somebody that I don't know a whole from a magic history standpoint. I don't know a whole lot about, but shortly after getting um, getting getting scooped, we had him on um, on live on GG's live and got to, to interview him a little bit and he's just a real nice guy um definitely um um glad retrospectively glad that he he, he had the opportunity to, to uh to make top eight um owen did top eight um uh Yuzo top eighted um also from my from my room hatch and baccio um i think top 32'd um yeah, I mean, it was, just, it, was, it was a good showing for, for the for the room, especially given the fact that Yuza and Owen both both made top eight, which is pretty um, outstanding. Um, but yeah, I, so I had this conversation with the Jin and Outwell while they're drafting for top eight. Um, so anyway, I uh, I end up heading back over because I'm really excited to, to watch stuff, and I had I, I get back on to Gigi's live while they're. Um, they're covering the building of um, uh, Kibler's deck. Uh, they, 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 they did kind of like a draft um, draft viewer, um, good draft live <laughs> of of Kibler as he was drafting, and now they're watching him as he's actually building his deck. So I sit down, kind of view it shortly, and then uh, so um, in the top eight, we've got. Um, Paul Chion versus Owen. Um, we've got um, Martin Yuza versus uh, versus Kibler. Um, who else? Um, Go Dennis Vidarius um, is playing uh, this guy that beat Christian Calcano. Um, um, the kind of dream crush Christian Calcano. Christi- Christian um, had going into prior to top eight um, with with just a round to go. He can he can draw into top eight, but he gets pared down 
so much that he actually plays against somebody that can't, um, and then lost. So he ended up losing, t- um, n- like missing top eight by somebody that had like a, a, um, a win and get in game. Um, that guy ends up losing to go, go, um, go Dennis. And you guys can watch the coverage and, and kind of get that whole experience on your own. Um, but, uh, the, the top eight was pretty outstanding. Um, because I've covered most of it, I'm just going to go through it from a high level. Um, I focus primarily on, um, on Yuza after he beats, um, Kibler and on Owen, uh, both of which, um, win in the first, in, in the quarters. So they, they, they get into the top four and then they're paired against each other. Um, they they both had outstanding runs. It's unfortunate um, from from my perspective, having watched the the run that they both had over the weekend, that they didn't, they didn't get paired in the finals. But uh, um, they played paired in the in the semis. Um, Owen's got an outstanding uh, infect deck, and Yuza's got a um, a flyers deck, a blue white flyers deck, where he's got. I think the count was uh, like 13 2 2 fire, something just crazy with uh, um, with Leon and Skyhunters and, and Clint Hawks and uh, Cost Skimmers and pretty much anything. Uh, Lucas Skimmers at 2 1, but a bunch of, bunch, of, bunch of fires, and that's basically his game plan. Um, in three, Yuza gets there, um, and. Um, I actually, prior to that matchup, um, I actually step out of of doing coverage to um, to allow um, Baccio, um, AJ Soccer, and somebody else. I can't remember who else. And somebody else just to step in to do coverage for um, for for ONV Yuza because they're all good friends. Um, and having a bunch of pros on air is better than having, um, a bunch of scrubs like me, Otwell and, uh, Robert Martin who who were doing coverage at the beginning of the top eight. So, um, haven't gotten a chance to check that out yet. Hopefully that coverage was, was awesome, but I then went and watched it like from an arm reach away, which was, which was pretty outstanding. Um, um, so at that point, we like head back to the room. I've actually got work that I have to do, um, and and like just realized that I've spent the whole day not doing work, which is also kind of one of the reasons why I was procrastinating. Maybe going into a draft open was because I knew I had this work looming that I wanted to, to do at some point. Um, so, um, don't know what's going on in the finals. We just we kind of all go back to the room trying to decide what, what we're going to eat and what we're going to do. And Yuza comes back, uh, and he, he ended up losing to Go Dennis, who's actually a Madison native uh, that moved out to New York about a year ago. Um, so most of the Madison people actually like really know Go Dennis, and we're, we're actually rooting for him from the start, which is an outstanding story. Um, one that I, I really only found about out after the fact. Anyway, so. Um, The long and short of it is we, we end up um, we end up they end up going and getting food while I I stay in and start to do work um, in in the room um, and uh, 
after a little bit of time, um, I get enough done where I feel like I can abandon it and work on it um, later in the week because I'm actually staying in, in Denver um, with Jarrett, um, hanging out with my, my friend Shelly, who now lives in Denver until until Wednesday. So I've got a few days to, to work on, on this stuff, even though I, I had to get some stuff done prior to Monday morning. So I did that, um, met up with um, with Jarrett, and we decide to take a, a taxi to meet up with the the rest of the group who is out at a karaoke bar. Um, the karaoke bar experience is phenomenal and somewhat somewhat infamous now because of certain shots being done off of girls and then those girls doing shots off of Patrick Chapin, which is pretty amusing. But uh, a conversation either a for another day, um, probably with Jarrett. I'm curious on his perspective or be just a conversation for off the air. Um, yeah, it's definitely very fun, very amusing. Um, karaoke plus alcohol plus magic players is just a phenomenal idea. Um, it was a lot of fun, a lot, a lot of fun. Um, but anyway, so, um, yeah. And the next, the next, like after that, Everybody goes back. There's, you know, after drinking lots and lots of alcohol, things that happen. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, use your own imagination. Um, um, then uh, everybody kind of takes off throughout the course of the early morning. A lot of people have early flights. Um, we sleep in a little bit and then uh, head over to my uh, my friend Shelley's. Um, Jerry and I hang out um, again. That's something we probably cover in a future episode or, or not. But uh, um, we end up Winston drafting a few times. He, he wins a, um, a, a Tezzeret in one of them and in, in an Inkmoth Nexus in another. Um, I end up trading for the, the, the Tezzeret, which is pretty cool, and I replace that. Um, and we actually go to a couple game stores that they have in, De- in Denver. Really disappointed. One was a comic store that, that in theory sold magic cards, but, I mean, only had some random like a, a random few amount of packs and no play space. And the other one like also does not have singles. Um, and is a pretty cool gaming store for non-magic stuff. It has some magic stuff, but it was just kind of unimpressive. So, um, and I don't know if, if you guys really want to hear about my like non-magic Denver stuff. So I'm probably just going to move on. But, uh, yeah. So anyway, um, that's, that's my weekend. Uh, it was outstanding. Uh, I got to hang out with a lot of people that uh, um, that are like really well known in this game for being very good at magic, and and they they showed that they are very good at magic. But m- my perspective was really that these guys are just really great guys, um, really funny. That um, like Baccio Hatch, I mean, just just really great sarcastic humor just very funny uh oh and obviously in the same same regard um and um a special note about um yuza yuza is one of the nicest guys in the magic community um just really great guy really really um just very respectable um treats treats everybody with respect just a really really nice guy um just just great so um yeah i mean uh definitely somebody that uh is is um somebody 
that uh, I asked about maybe coming on the show, and he said that um, we should uh, we should talk on Facebook. We were kind of walking, walking out the door, so that's somebody that we may um, might, might be a spoiler for a future future podcast. If uh, that's something that interests you guys, um, um, really great guy. So anyway, um, I want to wrap up. Is there anything that uh, you wanted to cover or anything you wanted to ask? Well, there's a lot of news going on and a lot of stuff, but I think it's been pretty well covered by some of the other podcasts or will be by the time people hear this, and we've gone on for a long time, so yeah. I think we should wrap up, but I would recommend that if any of our listeners have any questions or want to know anything more in depth about body shots or whatever <laughs> else, uh, they shoot us an email or hit us up on the comments section. Uh, we just want to give a huge shout-out um, also to channelfireball.com and mtgcast.com for hosting us. Uh, also to everyone for listening. Uh, we did get some user feedback, but um, we want to thank everyone for that. There weren't a lot of questions, just more comments and suggestions, so we appreciate that. Keep it coming. And, Greg, how can people get a hold of us? Um, like, look in your favorite social media for four spikes so we're on twitter four spikes email us four spikes at gmail.com we're on facebook search for us um and you can you can find us on our sponsor sites uh, both ntg cast and channel fireball all right well this was epic yeah it was a little epic i apologize i I, i'm sure i rambled uh i'm sure we lost a few people in, in a couple of those little rambling sessions but hopefully you got to uh um um, live the barn experience like I did. Got <laughs> to hear the glorious tales of Greg Ogrenick and his, um, let's see, his Make-A-Wish weekend, <laughs> which is awesome. So thanks, everyone. Uh, we'll talk to you later. We'll catch you next episode. Adios.